and welcome to an episode of Board Shenanigans to Go. That's right, your greasy fast food drive-by burger alternative to your regularly scheduled Board Shenanigans. And as always, work in the drive-thru with me, share, split in the shift, and ca- cash in your change whenever you need that midnight snack. It's Brent. Tell everybody hi, Brent. Hello, everybody. Now, it came to my attention mere moments ago that Brent has a porn-related question for Cody. So Brent, spin it, because everybody wants to know. Okay, so this is actually something that was at, well, it popped up in our, our conversation up at work. Is, if if you are looking at gay porn, could you consider something gay porn if it's lesbian porn? Because, I mean, technically lesbian, gay, still same same genre, so it, you could be watching gay porn acceptably as a man if you are watching lesbians. Would you say that that's a a true statement or not? So are you sa- are 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 you saying that if as a, as a straight man you're watching lesbian porn, then you potentially you're actually watching straight porn because you're being pleasured by it? No, if you uh, well, the there was a guy at work. He come or like he was bullshitting with me, and he turns around and says, "Uh, what you doing over here watching gay porn?" And the conversation kind of came up of, well, if I'm watching gay porn, couldn't lesbian porn be gay porn? So couldn't I technically be watching straight? Well, it's not straight to me, but couldn't I be watching porn like that? Wouldn't that also be straight porn? And I never got a question, or I never got an answer from him. He was like, uh, well, maybe, but you probably shouldn't say that you're watching gay porn out loud. And then took off. See, and I get, I guess I'm of the opinion, like, I just like to watch people fuck. Sometimes, you know, sometimes, sometimes gay, gay porn's better than straight, than regular porn. I mean, you know, like, if you find the right, the right kind of it, and I, I guess, I guess realistically, I like amateur porn more than I like any of it because their heart's definitely in it. They're not just like clocking. They're just not clocking in, or I guess cocking in, you know, tr- you know, waiting for the whistle to blow so they can go eat lunch or whatever. No, they're they're actually there because they want to be there. They wanted to take the time to, you know, record record themselves hobbing knobs and you know tickling clits and all those things. Okay, well, yeah, I I do agree. I I quite enjoy some amateur porn, but you the what is it? There there's some stuff like on uh you porn and stuff. It, it's a guy, uh, public agent or something like that. He go he's in Lithuania or places like that. He'll go and he'll pay random women a good amount of money to fuck him. And they usually do, and it's usually quite interesting because I know it's set up, but it's still, it's funny to me. Oh, yeah, like, that stuff I like because it's that major suspension of disbelief where it's like, oh, yeah, because I guess part of me still, even though I'm married and it's not even a deal, like, part of me still has that, like, you know, 15, 16-year-old fantasy where it's like, Oh yeah, when I walk in the door, this chick's just gonna be like, you know, up on my knob, and I don't know. Well, it, it's funny the scenarios that they put in. They're like, oh well, um, you, you're very beautiful. Uh, w- would you ever consider modeling? Oh yeah, sure, I'd love to to model sometime. Oh okay, hey, um, I'll give you five hundred euro to show me your boobs. And it's like, 
500 euro to show me your or show my tits um okay sure well i don't know if i should and then they eventually get convinced that 500 euros worth showing their tits and you know it really is it's a lot of money just to show your tits but then they're like oh i'll, I'll give you another thousand to 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 give me head and then it, it just goes from there and it's like really that that's the entire like really the entire thing is you're going to pay them this much money they're not even that good i mean if you're going to pay someone i mean you're in places where legal where sex is legal to buy couldn't you go buy like four chicks for the same price which i guess go in that direction for a moment if you weren't married or if your wife decided she didn't care would you not just go buy a high priced hooker just to see if it's like worth the experience no, I've I've always been one of those that I really hate the thought of um of sharing with multiple 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 partners. Like, I mean, one maybe, it, two is pushing it, and seventy five a night or well a weekend. Eh, that's I I couldn't do that. That's just uh. I guess I just like would like to know. I mean, I guess I guess let me put it this way, you know, I don't ever like I, I didn't ever think. Okay, this is a. Sh- I'm trying to think of how to make this analogy work. Okay, you're also trying to think of how to make this analogy work without your wife going. Are you serious? You want to go buy a high priced hooker? What the fuck is wrong with you? I, definitely, if I definitely if I was single, I probably this might be a thing I would pursue more, just because it's like you kind of want to know. You know, like, is the Lexus worth worth the drive? You know, is is it really worth it? Well, I, I guess I guess the only other analogy I can put to this. So, Madison's in the middle of trying to find a forty-five right now because, like, her nine millimeter that she has, she's like super in love with, and it's awesome, and blah da 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 da. But she wants to jump to a forty-five, and I'm kind of I'm kind of enjoying the journey with her because this is honestly going to be the first gun that she one hundred percent picks, because um, other ones. You know, like the nine that she really digs, I kind of just, I got her to play with it before we bought it, but it was one of those, like, I kind of influenced that one because it was a super good deal. Um, So that one was kind of one of those, like, I kind of pushed a little bit. Her first gun I just researched and did the best I could to pick for. The AR that we built her was us piece and, you know, piece by piece by piece putting it together. But this is honestly going to be the first one that's hers. And so I'm trying to let her do that, and, you know, all the parameters she wants and whatnot. Anyway, so we got to shoot an H&K USP 45. We rented one last time we went to the range, and it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome, but I would, I have, if she didn't want one, I never, ever think I thought I would probably, you know, be pulling the trigger on a, pulling the trigger on a H&K, because I just... Never a semi, you know, eleven hundred dollar semi-auto handgun is not particularly something that's high on my wish list. But you know, after getting to do, after getting to play with it, it's like you know that was kind of worth it because that was kind of awesome. And you know, I can kind of see what all the hubbub's about. And goddamn, the thing shot well, and you couldn't really feel any recoil, and it was a fucking cool ass gun, and I really, really dug it. The fit and finish was gorgeous. I mean, you know, it's fucking awesome. So that analogy, you know, that out of the way, I would imagine that maybe you'd be like. Huh, seven seven grand. That was kind of worth it, maybe. I don't know. 
Well, the only thing is, if you if you buy the gun, or if you test drive the gun, at the end of the day, you can buy the gun. If you test drive the hooker, at the end of the day, you don't get to take her home. I, I mean, am... unless you're like Big Dick Johnson and you're you're hitting all the right spots, you're not going to take her home. And even if you do, she's probably going to keep fucking other people. So, I mean, you the gun. If you buy the gun, at the end of the day, it's yours. Uh, but if at the end of the day it went back and let other people use it all the time and got all nasty and jammed up in the middle, eventually it, it ends its uh, life as a gun because someone doesn't take care of it properly and gives it a, gives it some uh, nasty little rust on the inside. And that That's what I see hookers as. Fair point. I don't know. Just one of those things I've 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 often wondered. Often, I don't know if "often"s the right word. <laughs> occasionally wondered about. Hey, Madison, Madison. He he often wonders about high-priced hookers. Just just throwing that out there. But I I don't know. Just kind of one of those one of those things that occasionally crosses my mind. The only thing that I the only way I would probably consider something like that is if it's in a scenario where. I have a bunch of money. It's not going to hurt me anyway. It, um, and I can rent them for like a week or two. I mean, and then, of course, then they don't say no to anything. You, you know, you you just got to find the the hooker with your with your particular um, affinity. What they like, what you like, maybe then I'd be more interested in a hooker. Hmm. I don't know. I guess it's just one of those things. It's like, I'm sure. In, I'm sure in theory and whatnot. I, I guess more than anything, I'd like to just. It's, I as I realize with um, the prostitute and companion community, I'm sure we're very. You know, we're the most listened to podcast. We're the official pro- podcast of all hookers. We really are. But um, anyway, I actually would often have like wanted to talk to talk to one just from the aspect of like an interview or just to ask some questions from. Are you really good at your job? No offense, or is it like is desperation thing? Or the I next mean, time, the next time we are in, hey, if we ever go to Vegas, what me and you need to do is we need to go down the strip, find an escort, and uh, and just set up an interview. Like not, nothing, we will pay for your time. All we want to do is interview you and ask you some questions. Well. I think, I mean, I think we've, we should, we've I got think to we find should, a low. I think we, we should, should find a low price one. Well, I think we should pay for their time, but I also think we should get like at least a decent looking. Well, really, it doesn't even have to be a hooker. I guess what we're trying to say is all I'm trying. All I'm trying to advocate is sex sells, and we need sexy people to pose in sexy, pi- sexy pish- pictures, wearing board shenanigans, paraphernalia. So, um, how awkward would that be if you're if you're a an escort in in Vegas? You're getting all these guys every day coming up, wanting to hook up with you, pay everything that they can, do all of this stuff, and then out of nowhere, it's like, hey, um, yeah, I need you to model this shirt for me. Um, yeah, I, I like that shirt modeling. Uh, hey, um, can we can we interview you about uh, about your life and and could you drop some one liners? 
Like, just, we, we want you to cut liners. Yeah, we, I'm, I'm paying for the whole hour. Don't worry. Just, I, I want you to, I want you to cut liners and I want, I want the shirt on and, and can, can we do this as a video chat so people see what you look like in the, in the shirt? Could, that would be like so awkward, but so funny. Well, really what I was getting at is since we want sexy pictures from sexy people posing in sexy shenanigans shirts, um, I, now's your opportunity, everybody, because all that listens to this show is sexy people in sexy shirts. Or all that listens, we only have sexy people listen to board shenanigans, like only the most attractive listen to everybody. So by the time this releases, there will be shirts that you can go buy. So announcement. <laughs> announcement cast. Yeah, pretty much. So, Well, uh, I had another comp- question that related somewhere to that, but I have no clue what it is anymore. Forgetfulness cast. Well, okay, so I realize that this is going to I realize where this is going to go for just a minute, but fuck it, I don't care. I really legitimately want to know, and I've actually heard a lot of non-wrestling people talking about it. How do you feel about Shane McMahon being back? Oh, well, that's a that's a tricky one. Um nostalgia-wise, it, that's awesome. I, that's a, that sounds like it's going to be really fun. Just nostalgia was seeing Shane McMahon back. Cool. Um, I I'm hoping that they find a way to proxy him and uh, put I don't know Cena or somebody in the main or in against Taker because honestly right now that if if they go through with this match it it sounds like it would be a great match on paper but you've got a 50 year old man who's broken down who is at the end of his career that comes back a couple of times a year and he, in the undertaker and he's going to be doing some crazy stuff hell in a cell blah 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 then you've got a person who is effectively a non-wrestler in Shane McMahon I mean I know he had a couple of matches back in the attitude era whoop de doo he had a couple of matches he was a spot artist. He wasn't a wrestler. He never has been a full-time wrestler. He's never even really been a part-time wrestler. He's been an attraction wrestler. Um, and he's coming in, and he he's 45 years old, father of three, going to Hell in a Cell with Undertaker. Wait, 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 wait. <sighs> you mean to tell me that you don't think we're going to see a coast-to-coast or you don't think that he's going to jump off the Titantron in this match? You really, you really are telling me that? I mean, the, he would hit a couple of good spots. They may go to the top of the cell again, where Shane gets thrown off the top of the cell. At, at worst, it kills Shane McMahon. No more Shane McMahon. At best, it hurts Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon goes away for a little while to heal his injuries for his kid. So he can see his kids. I mean, there's not a win in this. I mean, if if Shane wins, he hurts the Undertaker. It like he hurts his image. He hurts everything about the Undertaker. Unless there is a proxy in this entire situation, I, there's nothing that can be done to salvage this match un, unless they kill each other. Like Shane McMahon's going to have to 
fall off the top of the cell, climb back up, get put through the cell, climb back up, get thrown into the audience who then throw him back onto the, uh, the ground so he can climb back up, and then they're going to beat the hell out of each other and the cell's going to raise, and then Taker's going to choke slam him 60 feet down into a table. I mean, that's pretty much the only way that this match can live to expectations from Spot Monkey, Shane, and Broke Down Undertaker. I kind of I kind of have the feel, like, the whole thing, and I, I'm totally stealing from a few other people that I've said this, but the whole thing to me just, like, reeks of desperation and, like, like late-night phone calls and coffee to, like, how are we going to do this Frankenstein of an idea to try and make somebody wrestle The Undertaker at WrestleMania? I really think the plan, the original plan was Cena. Cena right. tore a rotator cuff. Right, and that didn't work. The, he, he's, well, he's fucking Superman, and he his shoulder looked pretty damn good about a week and a half ago at Daytona. Like, he he was able to move his shoulder perfectly. Like, he is, he is a freak of nature, a medical anomaly. This guy, he breaks his neck, and he was back, what, like, five months later? Like, he had neck surgery, and he was back four to five months later. He had, like, he tore his arm, like, really badly. Like, there, it was basically just a giant bruise and liquids and everything everywhere. And normally it would take a person, I think they said, like, a year to come back from that. He was back two months later and won the World Heavyweight Championship. This guy, he's rehabbing 8 to 12 hours a day, every single day, whereas a normal human being is able to do, what, like an hour or two a day, four times a week? That is one thing I must definitely say, is the last year has turned me around on John Cena a lot, just because I think he's kind of finally... I don't know. He's not doing like Triple H does and burying people still. I mean, it's it's kind of cool to see him. Like, the, the the U.S. Championship Open Challenge was so cool to me. I really enjoyed that. Honestly, though, I don't think Cena has ever buried someone. It's always been Vince saying, no, this is what you're going to do. Because think about it. He was extremely high on Zack Ryder. CM Punk and uh, Daniel Bryan, he wanted them to go over. Like, this guy... He is a, I want the new generation to get out there and be really, really good and, like, be the best that they can be, but Vince McMahon sitting back there and, like, no, go out and beat him. I mean, he tried, he's had some really competitive matches with a lot of these guys, and now we're just, he's finally getting to take a step back, though, whereas he was getting to do all of these high-profile matches with main event stars, he was able to take take the step back to the United States Championship and actually have good competitive matches against the mid-card people to show that he can go. Because a lot of the big men, like, under, or uh, what's it called, Cena versus Big Show, there's not much you can do there. Cena versus Kali, not much you can do there. Whenever it was Cena versus Edge... There was a lot to those matches, and he wasn't burying Edge. They they came really competitive. Him versus Punk, again, extremely competitive. Him versus Brian, extremely competitive. It's I really think it just depends on who you put him in the ring with. 
I, I, I just, I guess I, I, I was a, such a Cena hater, hater for so long, and now it's like, I'm kind of disappointed he's not gonna be around for Mania if he's gonna. It's like, cause I, 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 I think I, he will be. I well, really do think he'll end up at Mania. Like I think that the mid card title really benefited from him getting it, and now it's like, oh hey, you know, Kubi still has it now. That's cool. Like, yeah, it kind of it took me. Now. It took me probably about thirty seconds. Whenever I was sitting here thinking, who has the United States champion right now? Like I know, I know Intercontinental is Kevin Owens, Which... but it took me a second because I couldn't. I couldn't remember if they hot potatoed it from Kalisto to Del Rio, back to Kalisto, back to Del Rio, back to Kalisto. I, I couldn't remember if they – or I didn't know I, – I haven't really kept much up on Raw. They could have switched the title again, and I would have never have known. I think – I'm pretty sure Kalisto still has it because I know he beat Del Rio for it. But even then, like, I kind of I, – I feel like the that's cool that – Somebody of you know the main event level that he is because I mean yeah, let, let's face it he's gonna beat Ric Flair's record before it's all said done he's gonna I mean so he's gonna wind up being the the longest or the most reigns whatever the fuck he do, whatever they call it fine whatever but I think it's cool whenever he kind of does that where it's like well let's go for the middle and like make it where now they're kind of using that title that he had which I don't think would have had got the buzz about it to sort of build up another guy it's kind of nice. You and know. and they actually have a jackass heel in uh in the intercontinental title, so they have a good person on the intercontinental side. Because I mean, I, I'm I, really high on Kevin I, Owens. I love Kevin Owens. My favorite thing is him taunting Michael Cole. He is the best heel heel in the company right now, outside of Roman Reigns, who isn't really a heel, but he's a heel. You know. Like, he, I just love, like, he will smack the guy in the face, drop him down, and then talk smack to the crowd. I mean, what better way to get the crowd involved in your match or want to say something in your match than speaking to them, to gang to them? Like, and then afterwards, he goes up and is like, now what, Cole? What are you saying now? Exactly. I don't hear you. Shut the fuck up. I- I've I've thoroughly I mean I didn't watch much of him as when he was Kevin Steen I really wasn't I mean I was familiar of the name but you know I watched kinda, bits and pieces like I never got huge into it but but like I've been thoroughly impressed with him like re- realistically him and Ambrose are the only things that really make me try to even go out of my way to keep up with it anymore because as much as I as as cool of a gimmick and as much as I like Bray Wyatt. I really, they're slowly suffocating him to me and to the point where it's like, I like this guy, but I just don't care anymore. You know, those two, um, I'm kind of interested in where they're going with AJ and Chris Jericho because that's, I mean, there's something else is going to happen. It, they're, they're having a tag team championship match on Raw. I don't believe that they're going to win the titles. Uh, and if they do, I do I don't see some. I, I see something happening before Mania, and them moving separately because there there has to be something for Mania between the two, and I do like it that way or the way that they're introducing Styles into it. Like that's that's I, really helpful. I, I have definitely. I guess you know that's another thing. I have really enjoyed what they've done with him and Jericho. I think it was really smart to pair those two together because come on. 
that was kind of a dream match for all of us, wasn't it? Well, the first one, it was a little clunky, but it's expected because they've never wrestled before against each other. And realistically, yes, this would have been better in 2008. I mean, we all know it. Jericho's not a spring chicken anymore, but he's smart. And neither is AJ. Right, yeah, fair point. But what's great about it is they had the first match, and Styles goes over a, what is it, six-time world heavyweight champion, the first ever undisputed champion, in his debut match. Well, in his debut singles match, uh, he goes over. He spends 30 minutes in the Rumble, the third to the longest person in the Rumble, uh, not including Reigns because, well, no one should include Reigns because he didn't do anything. And then he has a best of three series, and he wins two out of three against Jericho. That is a great way to showcase him. Well, and, and my favorite thing about AJ Styles is he came in as AJ Styles. He didn't come in as, you know, J.A., you know, you know, some weird other name. You know, they didn't do any of that stuff. And they, they didn't like, just send him straight to NXT like they did Joe. Right. They And... There are a couple of people that they have been bringing in lately that they're letting keep their names just for the fact it it really is name recognition. The Samoa Joe that ever people know who Samoa Joe is. AJ Styles, they know who AJ Styles is. I, I think it would have hurt him in the long run had they changed his name just because just because it's one of those things that realistically he has been and is the best wrestler in the world and has been for a couple of years. I do like that they also kept the phenomenal one. Yes. I I I I was just I was really happy to see that. I it was so, you know, I mean, I there's other people that have come, you know, I mean, I I was I was bummed it didn't work out with James Storm. I really was, but you know, was it gonna? I don't know. I don't know what the whole situation was there, but I mean, it's kind of cool when you see some of them and it works out. And honestly, I, I don't know. I've always been an AJ Styles fan. I don't honestly don't know how you can't like the guy. I, I really don't. Just because, I mean, he's the most, he's one of the most fun wrestlers to watch. I mean, you can just not really be a fan and but watch it. And you're like, God damn, this guy's fun to watch. Yeah. Look at the shit he does. And, and on the subject of bringing back people or bringing people in, uh, you know how like WWE like stacking all their people that they bring back and destroying the uh, main event scene all in like one year. Like they'll have all the old timers one year, and then the next year they have no one again. Right. Do you not think it would be smarter if say 2016 is the year of AJ Styles coming in? 2017, let's say they bring Kurt Angle back for one last year. 2018, they bring like Hardy back, one of the Hardys back, and and let them run for a year, and then just every year instead of bringing in Triple H, Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, uh, Cena, Randy Orton, both Hardys, Kurt Angle, like instead of oversaturating old guys or the older generation of wrestlers into the main event scene, if they just transition that into one year at a time, let a person come back, have some great matches with everyone on the roster, build up a main event caliber roster, and that way no one's being having their spot taken, and then they're not having to worry about, oh, WrestleMania's right around the corner. Oh, crap, everyone's hurt. Uh, let Because, honestly, if they did something like that, they could have elevated Wyatt. They could have, ele- they could have elevated... Uh, 
Owens, Ambrose, everyone, they may have made Roman Reigns work. Had they actually taken some time and said, instead of bringing all these old guys, or, like, we're going to wait until everyone's injury-prone to build someone up, if they would have just done it slowly and done it right. The the one thing I do at least kind of, I mean, it, it frustrates me to no end that he always fucking loses, but that is kind of one thing I do like about what they've managed to do with Ambrose is, granted, I don't think, I think he should be considerably higher than he is, but he's at least one of those few people where he's like a threat. He's he's a main event threat. Like, he may not really be in the main event, and I, I think we can all kind of agree he's not as much as I want him to be, as much as I feel that he should. I think after WrestleMania, that may change. Right, and I think I think Brock's going to put him over. I really kind of have that feeling. Even yeah. if he doesn't win, I think he may... I think he'll he may go over, which will yeah. be awesome. This is a career building type match. This isn't a like Brock. I I have very little doubt Brock would win, uh, unless all hell breaks loose and they somehow manage to pull it off. And we all know that Brock will bleed crazily for this match, uh, not intentionally. He just has really thin skin. Um, <laughs> uh, I still feel at the end of it that Brock will go over, and. In doing so, Dean Ambrose will be a made man. Kind of yeah. like, you remember uh, whenever Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy in a ladder match? At the end of that match, Jeff Hardy was a made man. Like, I, I just, I, I think I think it'd be really kind of nice. But anyway, kind of where he's at in that, oh, I'm kind of a main event threat, even though I'm sort of like that mid-card and I kind of might be a main event threat. I, I sort of feel like... If they ha- were, were able to create other guys in that position, like I'm not the biggest Dolph Ziggler fan in the world. I mean, there's a lot of stuff he does like he does right, but to me, that's where he should be. He should be the guy that's in the mid card that does really well, that has a, that has a threat to win the title, but he's always but he you know he's he's right there. I, and I I, I think I think they should they... quit doing yeah like I, I, what I think you're saying is they should quit just doing like a mid card that they should do a mid to high card that right. they can interchange between mid and high card. Like remember where Christian was at? I mean, I know he was in mid card hell for fucking ever, but like towards the end of it where it was like, "Oh, hey, he's actually like a legit threat and uh, the, to win the title." I mean, I, I I really wish they did more of that. Where you know, because there's a lot of people that should be in that. I mean, even though even though they're even though they're not all the way over yet, or even though they're not where a lot of people feel that they should be. I mean, Cesaro should have been there before he got injured. I think Bray Wyatt should be right there. I mean, Dean Ambrose, exactly. Roman I mean, Reigns. Um, I mean, there, there's, Kevin Owens. There, there's so many, there's so many, there, and I, it's, I think it's one of the things that's hard to watch is there's so much great talent that it's, it's kind of hard to swallow it because, man, there's just, there's people there that are fun to fucking watch and that, that it's, it, they're cool and they've got personality and it's just, I don't know, like I'm getting Madison to watch stuff that she, you know, she's not really that big into wrestling, but like you can get her to watch, I can get her to watch little things and she. Like I was showing her the Shield's original entrance where they came entrance where they came in with the fucking masks for the first time the other day, and she was like, "That's cool as shit." I was like, "Isn't it?" <laughs> like, remember when the Shield was cool, and now everybody hates Roman Reigns? You know, but. whenever he was the cool one in the Shield. 
but yeah, in an injury play roster, you need those guys that you need to have ten replacement guys to take help at any point to be interchanged into the ten top spots. And I just you know, so that way you don't wind up in this situation of. Well, who I mean, we... who who's in the who's in the main event scene this right now? You have Lesnar, Reigns, Triple H, Ambrose. Uh, is there anyone else? Like Sheamus is in that mid to high card range, but he's back to the mid. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't credible. Like, but you have four guys in the top range right now. Imagine if you had ten guys in the top range, and the world heavyweight champion had a new opponent ever. Back whenever they had Orton, Batista, Cena, uh, Edge, Christian from time to time. You had Har- both Hardy, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan was starting to get it. Like, there are times that they've had Brett, Sean, Hunter, like everybody all in that spot. I mean, and, and now that, they have no one. Yeah, it's it's just kind of hard to it's, it, it's hard to watch, you know. I mean, whenever you've got, you know, and then they do weird stuff like why are the Dudleys like jobbing out and shit now? Like you kind of, I mean, I didn't want them to be the tag team champions, but I kind of wanted them to spice up the division a little bit. You know, I mean, well, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's one of those things. Like, I, I really think they're just there for to retire anyways. So, I mean, Well, not a bad place to retire. No benefits, but still not a bad place to retire. Well, right. I mean, you know, they are the king of the mountain or whatever, but it's it's just it's just one of those things where, like, I guess to me, and I'm just, just, I'm not trying to beat the Dudley thing into the ground, but I guess to me, I, I thought if anybody could maybe write the ship that was the cosmic wasteland. I, it might be the Dudleys, just because I thought they might at least give the Ascension some credibility, and it might make it kind of fun. Um, but not so much. So, uh, have you ever had any interest in going to the Suicide Forest? You know, honestly, that's one of those things I've... I've it's intrigued me. I've read about it several times, um, but I—I I don't know. It's—it's—it's it's, it's kind of one of those things I, I'd sort of like to see. I think. You know, me and Brandy were talking yesterday, and we were uh, just going over different places. Well, correction: I was going over a bunch of places that I want to see before I die, and she was saying, "No, you're not going there. You will die." So it it kind of became that whole little thing, but like um, Suicide Forest is one uh, right outside of uh, Mount Fuji. Um, I've he- I heard about it before the movie came out, but I never looked into it before the movie came or before the whole movie thing started going up. There's a movie um, about it. What they're what's going on right now is there's a a movie. It's a the true story about this, and it's about a girl who goes to find her sister who disappeared in the infamous suicide forest. It looks like it's a cheesy horror movie, dude. It it's nothing special, mm. but it had me go back and look, dude. Some of the pictures online are so. I believe the term uh, that I used and actually probably is perfect for all of the places I want to go, it was very hauntingly beautiful. 
Like it was one of those places that you could go that you will always remember. It will always be burned into your mind, but it is just an amazing sight to see. Like just apparently on any given day, you could walk into that forest and you could find someone hanging. Like it happens a lot. Apparently like people just, they go to in their life. They're for real. And it's picked up in recent years to the point that they actually have people out there checking. Or, like, if they see a person going into the forest alone, they will stop them and be like, Hey, you, you okay? Everything going all right? Just, and usually within about, they say within about two minutes they can tell something's not right with this person. Let's get the cops on the phone. Let's try to save this guy's life. And it's just, uh, I want to go there. I want to go to the cathedral uh, or to um it's in Portugal the cathedral of bones yes i've seen that that is holy crap that's just eerie and awesome in all the best ways I, which i encourage all of our listeners right now i'll i swear i'll actually make show note lists for this because i have to because we have fucking product now so we so that one, mother, that's like, I didn't believe that that was real until I, like, saw hundreds of pictures of it. I just, that that one's crazy to me. I want to go see that in person. I want to go to the catacombs. Like, that's one of those things I really want to do. I want to go see the catacombs. Uh, I want to tour them. I know that you can't go very far into them before they are scared that you'll never come back. But I still want to go see them. Um... In Vietnam, there's actually a cave uh, that it, it's just based off of looking at it. It's not a creepy like all the other ones. It's just a beautiful looking cave um, that has a crazy ecosystem living inside of it. Like it's just a, one of those natural wonders that just you sit there and you're like, wow, I I'm actually very happy to get to see something like this. Uh, uh, there, there are just a bunch of places like that that I want to go. See, in mine, I, I think of all of those. I mean, those are all cool places. I, I'm, I'm with you on those, but I think, I, I think mine would be. I'd want to go on the Chernobyl tour because they only in the last. I think it was four or five years ago they declared that certain areas you actually could re-enter now. I mean, you still have to be in radiation suit and everything, mm-hmm. but I really would like to do that. I think that would be so interesting just because that li- literally time stopped that day and everything is, they, they left it as it was. I mean, obviously you can't go into that area, so they left it as it was. And so, you know, there's books on desks that are open. There's, you know, there, you know, there's, there's kids toys out. There's, you know, every, every life, life stopped right that day. And it's, it's just, just going and looking at pictures of it is just makes me want to see that so bad. Because you you don't see that level of I don't know desolation ever. I mean, I want to see that, uh, but there's a what's it called? Um, there's the United States version. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Three Mile Island. I want to go see there. That's another place. Uh, the one that it blew up or whatever, or had the meltdown. There were some places around there that were apparently really cool to to see after that had happened. Um, Centralia, of course, I want to see that. Yeah. Uh, and if 
if y'all have heard us talk about Centralia, Centralia is what Silent Hill is based on. There is a fire that has been burning for, I think, what? I think they said, like, 60 years, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. And that they project that it will be... Uh, it, it will be burning for about another 300. So that that could be a fun place to go. Um, I'm with you on the Chernobyl thing, but I'm not one of those people that if I go do it, I don't want to do it in a suit. I'm a fucking idiot. If if I'm going to do something, it's not worth doing unless I could die. Or, yeah. like You still can die if you go into the wrong areas. I know, but... I mean, and like I don't know something about something about the radiation. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's my sick, demented mind because I'm an electrician and you can't you can't see it, smell smell it, or hear it until it's too late. So like I think the only thing else like that that I know of is perhaps radiation because they're, they're, you don't know. Like there's there's you know this little piece of suit between you and immediate death, and that just kind of kind of awesome to me because. There's nothing there. You know, without a Geiger counter, how do you know? I, I'm going to second everything you just said, but I did not understand a single thing you just said because we just had our first technical difficulty of the episode. What happened? You were, uh... <laughs> and now for the strange noises of Cody Cheems. That's basically what it reminded me of. But yeah, um. Yeah, a place like that where you could go and potentially die for just taking the wrong turn and never see it coming. Stuff like that's kind of cool to me. Uh, I I would want to see that giant blob, but that's one of the most dangerous dangerous places to go is where that giant blob is uh, of radioactive waste. Um, you know which one I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The one where they, uh, the one where they took a picture of it with a camera on a giant pole, and they only got one, uh, one frame out of all of it because it melted the film. They got lucky enough to get that one giant blob. I want to go see that. Probably the dumbest thing I'd ever want to do, but whatever. And then there's, of course. I, I want to go further into the catacombs than you're technically supposed to, but apparently people get lost down there and die all the time. But, I mean, I I don't know. Some of that stuff's just so interesting to me because it's like, oh, this is, you know, wander wander with caution. You know, I kind kind of enjoy all that. Like, would yeah, would you not want to wander into the catacombs just deep as you can go and just see some stuff that no one else has seen in a a century or two or very few people have seen in a century or two like imagine if you got to the end of the catacombs no one else has ever got or you more than likely no one in our lifetime has ever got to the end of the catacombs imagine some of the stuff you would see <laughs> Very true. Very. I mean, true. life's not worth it if you're not going to live to to do something that could kill you. I mean, that's one of the also, one of the other things they say about in that uh, in the suicide forest is you can only go so far, and they want you to stay on the path. 
because a lot of what happens is some people don't even die from suicide. They just get off of the path and they can never find their way back. Like they, they just wander aimlessly throughout the forest until they die. I mean, it's just stuff like that happens all the time. That's just crazy. So riddle, riddle, riddle me this. Um, were you surprised at all by the Super Tuesday results? Uh, no, yeah. I wasn't surprised. And um, I found a really good graphic to explain it. Um, it the, the pros and cons of the major winners, uh, Hillary Clinton and, and Donald Trump. Uh, the pros to Donald Trump, uh, he's not Hillary Clinton. The cons to Donald Trump, he's Donald Trump. Uh, the pros to... Donald or to Hillary Clinton, she's not Donald Trump. The cons to Hillary Clinton, she's Hillary Clinton. I mean that pretty much sums it up perfectly, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think that's 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 the argument. I mean, I I don't know. I and like I briefly told Brent on the episode, like as we were talking before this, I voted in the primary, and I've always and as astute listeners have heard, I'm always advocated. You know, do your research, vote, all that shit. But legitimately, this was the hardest one for me to actually even go and try because I, I don't know the 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 whole thing of the whole thing of don't you know if voting made a difference, it'd be illegal. I'm I'm really starting to believe. Yeah, I'm I'm sitting here just like I'm looking at the who to vote for, and I I can't vote for either like. I, Voting for the lesser of two evils is still evil, right. has always been how I feel, and I mean, the people that, uh, the people I would vote for are going to be voted in what, in the Libertarian National Caucus or whatever in uh, Florida in May, mm-hmm. they're going to, I mean, they have one good thing about them that neither of the other parties have. If you think that neither... They, nor, uh, what's it called? If you think that none of their people are worth a shit, um, you can actually sit back and say, hey, you know what? I don't want you to be, uh, I don't want you to, I I don't want any of these people to be the person that I vote for. Um, and they will turn around and say, you know what? Okay, we'll get y'all new voters, or we'll get y'all new candidates. I mean, imagine if everybody voted, eh, you didn't give us a very good Republican or you didn't give us a very good uh, Democrat, uh, and they just swept Donald Trump and all the other crap out of the, out and let you, or, and sent more people for you. That'd be so amazing. Uh, I just, I just, one of those things that, is hard is hard to get past whenever you, you you sit and you look at it, and the options this took go around are worse than the options last go around, and I I love that you, nobody, right now your options are go to a all you can eat buffet and these are your options um, dog meat rat meat um, poisoned beef. Uh, Cyanide chicken, uh, shit on a plate. I mean, yeah, yeah, just just human feces on a plate, um, and I don't know, 
radioactive sludge. You get all of those. Well, that's not really fair because Chris Kirstie did drop out. Oh, I, I was talking about Bernie Sanders, but okay. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> was there one that that couldn't be? I mean, realistically. I well, Kasich, but I mean, he's uh, still not—he's still not the greatest. Well, but Kasich like balanced the budget in Ohio. That's all he did, and that's what I'll tell you in every single solitary debate. Well, that's cool. Um, still doesn't matter to me, but whatever. Uh, I I also found that really a really funny quote that kind of steers me away from voting for a lot of those people too. Uh, H. L. Mencken. Uh, Every election is sort of an advanced auction of stolen goods. Yeah. I, I loved that quote. It was so funny. It made me giggle. Uh, and apparently a lot of people love the just add puppet, vote and repeat every four years post that I put uh, from being classically liberal. That that was funny too. I, I just, honestly, if not for the propositions I don't know that I don't know that I, that I would have even bothered this time but it's like at what point do you just are you idealistic and not productive cuz I mean I don't know I got in this big like really existential debate cuz part of my problem and I I generally do this every every election season is I tr- as I go through and of the candidates, I, I just go and I, what do these people represent? Because I don't, I can't keep up with the local candidates and da 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 da. Well, I mean, we've just moved to Houston, so I've got new districts, new everything. And here's a for instance, and this is truly, truly my biggest for instance. So we live in Houston, which I believe is the fifth biggest city in the country. There's and you know since I the way that the primaries work in Texas I'm a Republican on the primaries whatever the fuck um, I, I'll get to carry that R around to remind me that I voted for Ron Paul in 2008 I'll I'll get that forever I guess but anyway um, so major city and it's having an election for sheriff one of the biggest cities in the country guess how easy it is to find any information on that person. And not alone, not and not. I'm not talking about just the one who's currently the sheriff. No, 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 no. I mean the ones that are potentially going to take his job. I'm guessing that you can find little to no information on any of them. Correct. And I truly think that in the information age, it is almost. It, 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 I mean, ignorance is a choice, and it, it's and it's not like I didn't try. I mean, granted. You can tell me that you could have gone and picked up a newspaper, Cody, and you can give me that whole speech. Okay, fine. And I probably could have tried to do this a little. I could have probably done better. But it's not like I did this on the actual fucking voting day. I did this on early voting day, and I spent about three hours trying to do this for all the candidates. And I did as best as I can because I basically did. I printed out a sample ballot, and I basically did mine, and then I kind of did Madison's for her because I feel like at this point in our relationship, I can pretty much do her political stuff because – I know what's important to her and what's not, and if I don't know, then hey, here's these options that I think you should look at. I mean, it's just one of those things that I, I don't mind. I like this shit. She knows I like this shit. So, just to me, that that's just a microcosm of the issue. And you know, it just I got really I got really lost in the in my own 
my own personal beliefs and my ideology shift because I'd, I'd I'd say and I think Brent can add, can kind of with me on this in the last two years I would definitely feel that I went from I think I think my ideology has definitely shifted a bit um I think yours has too I don't uh, think it's the past two years that it's happened I think it's actually probably more over the past five to seven uh I know it's let's see a lot of it started uh with Tom Woods uh Whenever we just started hearing those, and I start, I heard him back in 2012, 2011, 2012, on one of his first episodes, and I started catching up, and then uh, a lot of the stuff made sense, and I know me and you started talking about it probably about three, two to three years ago. That was whenever me and you started talking about politics, because I, I don't think in our entire friendship, which has lasted over ten years that we ever mention politics. Right, and now I think that that dominates almost every conversation we have. I mean, hell, we're doing it right now. I mean... Granted, we just, we're we having a very ri- wide variety of conversations on this particular episode. Well, it's whatever, shotgun cast. Um, random, ep- random wording fails cast. I don't know. But, um... I I I think that I think that one of the things that I'm hitting, especially now, is as I've as I've learned, you know, I feel like the more you learn, the more you understand, the less you, you the less you know. So the more you've got to, the more you've got to research and everything. But I just kind of wound up I just kind of wound up in this whole thing of, do I want to go vote? Because am I not advocating? A, am I not participating in a system that I don't believe in in the first place? But then like what level of state you know. Then, like, what level of statism do, statism do I say no to? Because, I mean, I own, I have multiple state-issued licenses. One of which is my job. I mean, I have an issue. I have a license to drive a car. I have a license to carry a gun. I have a license to go to work. Which you I have could to make the argument that none of those licenses are valid because none of those are given power by the Constitution. Yada yada. Right. Whatever. Right. And 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 then, and then it's like and then and then you wind up with like I mean I have to pay taxes which I morally object to because that state that state sponsored theft. I mean there's and the, but then it's like but do I want my cage to get bigger? So I I, I feel like I, I need don't to want go a for, cage. Exactly. I don't want one either. So I wind up in this whole like existential debate of am I do I believe what I believe can I believe how much of it can I practically believe do I have to practice it do I have to have limits on it and I wind up in this whole fucking thing where it's like why I still went and did but so uh not getting slightly off the point did I tell you how I got told I was a democrat a republican and a troll all on the exact same day you have, but our listeners haven't heard this story. Okay, so uh, I'm I'm sitting there uh, online. There was this group. It, it was a group that, I mean, it was okay. It had it had its moments, but it was a very largely Democrat. Um, uh, like it, it, if you posted anything even slightly red, uh, they went after you. But blue. They were like all in love with you. The admins, everything. They, everyone was in love with, uh, with the the blue, and red bad, always bad. I I decided I was gonna leave the group. Um, 
but I was posting something, and it had to do with Abraham Lincoln and the Confederate flag. Actually, it was probably within a week that I was called all three. Uh, but the Confederate flag uh, and how, oh, it was so st- it's stupid that these people are driving around with it. Ha, 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 make fun of them because they're stupid, because they have the rebel flag. I mean, uh, I see it as a heritage thing. I really don't give a shit. If you want that flag, that's cool probably dumb to be driving with it and that was one of the points that were made on that uh, thread so I actually posted I was like so which one is it are you talking about the fact that they're doing something stupid by having the flag or are you talking about the fact that it is stupid uh, that they're driving with these large flags that could be considered dangerous and a bunch of people were like oh it's the flag itself that's the stupid part and it's like okay well not really but whatever and they were pulling out the, oh, that's the flag of traitors, and uh, I was like, so would you object if it was the United States flag and the Texas flag? And they are like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't object to that as much because that's a uh, that's the flag of our country and our state, not a flag of a bunch of traitors from back in the day. And it's like, oh, so you're still wanting a flag of traitors because technically we were traitors to, um, to uh, what's it called, to the United Kingdom, to Britain, uh, we were traitors to them, we were traitors to Mexico, we were traitors to, a, like, we were traitors. So your argument is still invalid, it's just one side lost. So, our, and they kept going back and forth and telling, they actually posted a, a person that knows their history and isn't, a, or, and um, doesn't use, or, and still uh, doesn't acknowledge it, uh, is nothing more than a troll, and, I mean, if you know me, I know my history. I know that what Lincoln did was actually treason. Um, in case no, y'all don't... No, you can't say that. That's not allowed. What do it, you think it... you're doing? He was an American hero. His, Washi, his name's... He's on Mount Rushmore. What do you, Cody, what do you I'm, mean? I'm, going, I'm going off the index card for a minute, so let, just hear no! me out. <laughs> anyway, um, if, you, if you believe what he did was okay, then you believe that the Confederacy was a separate set of states, so he actually um, declared war on a separate set of states. So that would mean that the Confederacy really was separate. But to him, the Confederacy wasn't separate. It was part of the United States, and he was fighting to keep them part of the United States by sending troops into against or against his own people. That would be the equivalent to tomorrow Obama sending troops into the South of the country or the east of the country or whatever and having them massacre people and all for the order of, oh, we're going to keep this country together. I mean, it it really does... The, the Constitution did give us the ability to nullify and get out. It was sold that way. Uh, I believe it was uh, Hamilton and a bunch of others. They A bunch of the founding fathers sold it to their states that... Should the federal government be too powerful, they had the option. It was the nuclear option, the worst option that they had, but they could use it in times of need, or if it really got that bad, and that is to actually leave the Union. That was in the contract. The con- the social contract, the, go- the Constitution, that was part of it. It was sold that way. It was understood that if in order if something really bad happened and it, it it was agreed upon by the entire state pretty much that you could leave well <laughs> they didn't do it that way so 
there. That that's just showing that I know some of the history, but they were saying that I was a troll because I knew my history, uh, but I was ignoring it. When in fact, I wasn't ignoring my history. I was going off of what's actually historically relevant and using that as evidence to back my claim that they they weren't necessarily right and that they should rethink not maybe not rethink everything, but you know it at least step back and think, you know what, maybe it wasn't all about slavery. Yes, it was about slavery in parts, but there wasn't it wasn't just about slavery. There was a huge bit after that. But um basically they uh whenever they posted that that that's just someone trolling, whenever they uh think that they know and uh or whenever they have a chance to learn history but they don't I, I responded, so are you admitting that you're trolling? And they, no, you're a troll, you jackass. And then they blocked me. I couldn't see anything else from that person, which was so funny. I've never been blocked on Facebook before until that day, and it was it was glorious. Um, then later that week, they kept posting. It was uh, the week that Scalia died. Um, they were They were in love with the fact that he died. And... I'm not a fan on all of his views. He was one of the more constitutional people, and he did actually uh, want... Like, he was... uh, What is it? Ruth Ginsburg, I believe, is, like, one of the most liberal on the... Him and her were, like, peas in a pod. They were, like, best friends. He actually abdicated for her to be part of the group, and... And, and that, that's one of the He's things that was so fascinating about him as a person was he was had that ability to completely disagree with someone and yet like discuss ideas in a mature and open manner. And I mean, they scathingly. I mean, you you could read you could read what they'd say about the other one's decision. They were scathing, but there's people with two opposite viewpoints enjoy one another's company and probably talked about many many intellectual things in a manner to learn. Which but, I don't know. We're supposed to do as humans. Even on top of that, though, they they were best, or they were pretty much best friends. He helped get her on the uh, as one of the nominations and all that stuff, and it ended up getting her on the court. He he was a man that was principled in his own way, and he he may not have all the right views or all the best views, but he still he at least stuck to his principle. He stuck to his guns. They are condemning this man and saying that, yes, he's he's a bigot. He needed to die. I mean, really? I mean, no one needs to die, and that's pretty messed up that they said that he had to die or that it was a good thing that he died. That's not a good thing that anyone dies. I mean, Obama dies tomorrow? I mean, that kind of sucks for his family. Scalia dies tomorrow. That sucks for his family. Donald Trump dies tomorrow. I mean, that sucks. I'm. We only have one life. What's the point of if some if someone dies? And this is actually from an atheist group, which sucks even more because it. They know we. They say we only have one life, but they're they're praising that someone died. I mean, that's that's the ultimate insult. Your life means nothing. We hope that you die. That is. That is evil, but I I posted or I I decided to get out. I wrote the founder, told him thank you very much for your um for allowing me to uh 
be part of this group, but I, I do not see myself as a good fit in this group. Um, it, it just doesn't work for me. And he has the gall to call me, or he's like, oh, what what was the main reason why you're leaving? And I was like, well, I, I honestly, politics, I, I can't agree with him. And he's like, oh, it must be hard being a... Uh, being on the side of the people who are who see you as the devil, and I'm like, first off, I'm not atheist. I'm agnostic. You can't define God, therefore, it's a pointless conversation to have. And also, um, he called me a Republican, like out of nowhere. He just calls me a Republican uh, because I'm I don't see I'm not blue, so I have to be red. There's no in between. So I got to drop the um, the other A-bomb. Cody knows what this is because there's the atheist bomb, uh, which always makes people drop out. And at this point, I said volunteerist and volunteerism. I believe in voluntary states uh, probably three or four times. He still called me a Republican. And at this point, I'm like, actually, no, I'm the other dirty A-word. I'm an anarchist. I want no state at all, period, zero. If I can't have zero states, I want 100,000 states. I don't want 400 states that make up the rules. I don't want 400 different ideologies. I either want 100,000 different ideologies or I want no ideology governing me, period. That's it. What? You're an, an anarchist? And, and that's pretty much how I read it. I was like, "Wait, you, you're an you're an anarchist? Well, who would pro- who would protect the minorities?" Which I think no, it doesn't matter because it's their own. Aye, well, day. I think I had a really good one because I never got a response from him, and he never answered a like he never answered a single thing to that, and it it made me it made me feel good that he couldn't come up with an answer to that. My answer was um money. Think about it. If tomorrow discrimination became perfectly legal and you know what? I'm I am for discrimination for this very reason. And it's going to you've got to stay with me because otherwise you're going to think that it's something that's not. But I'm for discrimination because say tomorrow that cake shop is allowed to, uh that cake shops are allowed to say no, I do not want to bake gay cakes. And the government says, you know what, that is your right. That is your fundamental right. If you do not believe it's right, then go ahead. You can say, no, I will not bake your cake. Well, say Joe Schmo's bakery is that bakery. But uh, right next to it is John Doe's bakery. And John Doe says, you know what, we'll bake your cake. In fact, we'll bake uh, we'll bake a couple of cakes for you, and we'll ma- we'll do it for the same price. We'll do the same quality for the same price, and we will take your business, though. I'm going to look at them, and I'm going to say, you know what, this guy discriminates. Joe Schmoes discriminates, John Doe's doesn't. I'm going to go to John Doe's. Then, say, it was actually a little bit more expensive at John Doe's, and I say, Joe Schmo discriminates, John Doe doesn't. I'm still going to John Doe's. Now, say Joe Schmo's discriminates based on sex, John Doe discriminates based on uh, race, and Jane Jane Fonda is, well, never mind, bad example on her because we all know about her, fucking communist. Uh, no, say, say some random person, some Pinkies. Pinkies Bakery bakes for everyone. 
I would still, and but they were twice the price as either one of these two. I would go to Pinkies because they discrim, they don't discriminate. I, money would be the ultimate be all end all in a in an issue like this because in the end, the people are not gonna they're not gonna be making as much money because they're discriminating. Yeah, when you vote with your dollar, it makes sense because the free market works. Yeah, it, if I tell you tomorrow that discrimination is illegal and that you cannot know or you cannot discriminate based on anything and i go into a bakery and i buy a damn cake i buy a motherfucking cake it is a delicious motherfucking cake i take it home and then i see the guy on tv and he's part of the motherfucking kkk he is up there praising white people saying fuck the black people he is doing all of that i will tell him fuck off I don't want your fucking cake, but I've already given him my money. If I'd known beforehand that he was a KKK member, I wouldn't give him my motherfucking money. And that's what would be the be-all, end-all for discrimination. You can help discrimination by just making it make fucking sense with money. You pay the people correctly, and they're going to go... Uh, you, you pay the people you want to be associated with. I don't want my money going to the KKK, the Black Panthers, uh, Democrats, Republicans. I don't want my motherfucking money going to any of them. I want my fucking money to go to the people who deserve it and the people that I believe will do the best good with it. I want it small business, big business. I don't really give a damn as long as they're doing good business. But we aren't allowed... Like, Chick-fil-A, you know what? They say that they aren't for gay marriage. The founder says he's not for gay marriage. But you know what? He still employs gay people. He still sells to gay people. He is a smart man. He he may not be acceptable of it, but he still sell he doesn't discriminate based off of that. And I honestly believe that if they said tomorrow discrimination was legal, he would still sell to everybody. Because he understands that the only color that really matters is green. I mean, it doesn't matter what your own personal beliefs are. And that, that's just a case of PC running amok. I mean, that's all, that's all political correctness and fucking tolerance has become as a way to discriminate. Or discriminate. The fucking, like, silence free speech. That's all that's managed to do. But, you know, that's a whole other fucking rant for another time. But... I, I don't know, man. I, I I understand that heat too because I mean I I kind of enjoy it. I got a shit. Hell, just today I got a good. I got a bunch of shit for telling somebody that their flag is meaningless. So you know. Oh, and then um, after he couldn't come up with an argument based off the fact that I told him that I was an anarchist after he called me a Republican, uh, like half a day. Well, like the very next day. I was talking about drug rights and something, and um, I got popped as a Democrat because, oh, you want all them hippie druggies to do whatever they want, blah, blah, blah. But And then it's like, dude, I own guns. I'm, I'm all for the free market. I hate taxes. I want those obliterated, abolished. I want I want no taxes. I, I want all of this which are Republican values, I guess. And then I want... I, I'm, I'm like what Pendulette said. I'm as far right as you can get 
on money, and I'm as far left as you can get on social issues. You're gay, cool, get married, I don't give a shit. You you have a business, you know what, you need to keep that money and do with what you see fit. You don't want to pay your employees good money, you know what, they can go somewhere else and make better money. So you're not going to be in business very long. And that's the, minimum wage is like, it's such a stupid thing and all these people keep saying they want, seven, what what is it, $15 an hour? Yeah, the fight for 15 they're fighting for 15. Bernie Sanders is out there saying minimum wage should be able to feed a family. Well, you know what? Minimum wage isn't for that. Minimum wage was actually designed very specifically, and you can go back and do some historical research on this. Minimum wage was designed to suppress minorities from getting jobs because they're typically the lowest skilled workers and People don't want to spend money on lower-skilled workers, especially when it's a specific amount. Say a teen, young people and minorities are the ones that are most affected by this. Because think about this. Tomorrow, McDonald's says we're going to – or the United States says minimum wage, $15 an hour. McDonald's says, you know what, we don't need that many workers. We're going to lay off almost all of our workforce. We're going to go to automation. Walmart says, you know what, uh, I can't have as many workers in every store, so we're actually going to work towards better automation ourselves as well. We'll have, we'll make all self-checkouts, and you'll have to do your own work, and then uh, we'll have one person for 10 self-checkouts. So that maybe it would work through the lines a little bit faster. And you know what? Uh, we're we're going to close a bunch of stores. We're going to fire a bunch of people because we can't afford it anymore in these smaller cities. So you know what? That's going to happen. Then you have all these lower, uh, like, right then, who works at most at Walmart? Low-skilled employees, teenagers, minority teenagers especially are the ones that are going to get fucked in this. But now say Walmart, or no, say McDonald's and Burger King, they both have this exact same rules. Uh, neither one have to pay you a minimum wage. Walmart says, you know what, or not Walmart, Burger King says we'll start you at three fifty. McDonald's says we'll start you at three fifty. Okay, now you have to pick between Walmart or... I, I've got Walmart on the fucking brain, dude. I don't know why. You've got Burger King and McDonald's both saying three fifty. You bust your ass at McDonald's and they say, okay, we're going to raise you to three seventy five. Burger King over here sees you, though, busting your ass, and they're like, you know what? Come work for us. We'll give you four. Okay, well, now you're worth $4 an hour. You're worth that money. And now Burger King is sitting here paying you four, and McDonald's is like, you know what? You're a really good worker. We'll give you four fifty. And it starts a little price war until your value is determined by the market. Um, by, by artificially saying you're worth $15 an hour, though, I mean... What if for $15 an hour you're doing you're making them $10 an hour? So they're losing $5 an hour just to have you work. I mean, it's it's retarded in the long run. It they're it it's stupid. It 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 retards your thought process just to get you to believe that the fairy tale of a minimum wage being increased is a good thing. But but Fox News said that it was a good thing. They said that, and and the candidate actually, Fox said, News says it's a bad thing. Oh, I can't NBC even. says it's a good thing. Well, but not, yeah, I both mean, are wrong because <sighs> Fox News says it's a bad thing to raise it. 
but they don't say the thing that's right, which is to Get abolish it. it. Yeah. And NBC says, oh, you, uh, one single person should be able to uh, pay for their entire family on minimum wage. No. I mean, it's minimum wage for a reason. And I think there's only, what, like 5% of people right now are on minimum wage? I, there's yeah, a, I, I think it's it's a it's a very low percentage. Like there's not very many people on minimum wage at the moment. It it's just that people the people that stay on minimum wage or stay at minimum wage jobs usually do not have any motivation to go any further in life. It it's quite ridiculous to think that they they care to. Like if if I see a, the same person working at McDonald's for thirty years and they're not even a manager at McDonald's, there's a problem there. Like if I know someone who works at Burger King and started at Burger King in high school, ten years later they're still at Burger King and they're not a trainer or anything for Burger King. There's a problem. It it's a lack of motivation. It's a lack of care. If you don't care to move up. Why should then, you be rewarded for it? Yeah, why why are we going to pay you so much more when when you're not worth the money anymore? It it's bullshit. But everybody deserves a living wage. Everybody deserves to make at least $40,000 a year, dude. I mean, it you can't exist. You can't exist at all even though whenever you say, "Oh, even the poorest of the poor in this country does like our poorest of the poor doesn't even compare with what poverty actually is." But, you know, no, that that's that's not the way that it should work. And the entitlement programs, oh sweet hell, don't even get me started on the fucking government government aid stuff. If if it's such a big deal, and and this is me just throwing this out there, if it's such a big deal, why fifteen dollars an hour? Why fifteen? You know what? I could make a much better living for my life at a hundred dollars an hour. Hundred dollars an hour minimum wage. That sounds great. That's what I want. Let's do a hundred dollars an hour minimum wage. I mean, guaranteed that's enough for a family of four to live off of with one person working. So let's just do that. Hundred dollars an hour family of four working. I think that's fair, don't you? But you know what? You know what? I don't think a hundred dollars is actually going to be enough because you know what? I need a I need better house and more toys and stuff. And you know that that's a that's a right of mine. I have the right to these things. So you know what? A thousand dollars an hour. Let, let's say a thousand dollars an hour. I have the right to all of these basic programs. A thousand dollars an hour should get me to get me where I need to be. That that's what it. I mean, if you're if you're gonna fight for fifteen, why not fight for the for a thousand? There's, it makes no sense to stop at 15. Why fight for 15? Because in five years, we're going to be fighting for 50. It's just going to keep going up and up and up. Because uh, unlike in the fairy tales, when you make more money, because er, when everyone makes more money, it costs a little bit more to get those items. So it's just going to keep going up and up and up and up. And it's going to stay, more than likely, it's going to cost more to at fifteen dollars an hour, it's going to cost more to make basic products than it would at seven fifty, and then you're going to end up. It, it's going to go from. Uh, it's not going to stay even either. If if it costs five dollars at seven fifty an hour, 
if you can buy something for five dollars and it, and you're making seven fifty an hour at fifteen dollars an hour, it's not going to be five dollars. It's not going to go up. It's not going to double. It's not going to be ten dollars. It's going to be twelve dollars. It's going to keep going up, and you're going to have less money in the long run still. It's basic thought. I mean, I have an apple that cost me a dollar. I'm going to sell it for a dollar fifty. I'm going to make a little bit of profit, but now I have to pay. Two dollars for that apple. Well, now I'm going to ask for three, so I can make more money. It's it's re- fucking ridiculous. It's stupid. And it's one of those things that you realize. Like the more, you, like I said, the more you learn, the more you research, the more attention you pay, and the more you try to better yourself, the more you realize the amount of horse shit you were taught, and how you are such a shill. For the for like keeping the status quo going. Okay, and while while I'm on the subject, because I'm about to go on a little bit of a rant, um, I know what's different than the past couple of minutes. Um, if you are getting money back at the end of the year for an income tax refund, and you are happy about it, you are a fucking moron. No shit. Like no you are the shit. you are fucking you are so fucking stupid. It's not even fucking funny. If you believe that getting a refund back is a good fucking thing, you are a fucking idiot. Say you get a five thousand dollar refund back. Two problems with your life. One, more than likely by in a month and a half you won't have any fucking money, and you're not gonna you're gonna end up being broke all fucking year again, just like you were the previous year, thinking oh well. It'll be good around income tax time. I'm going to pay off a couple of debts and buy a new game system. Well, guess what? You're probably going to pawn the fucking game system. Trust me. I worked at a fucking pawn shop. That's how it fucking works. You think that you have all this fucking money in income tax time. You waste all of the fucking money, and then it ends up right back in the fucking same places at the pawn shop. But you are fucking so goddamn stupid because all you're doing, it's like going to the bank and handing them $5,000 and saying, you know what? At the end of the year, just give it to me back. Well, I you have you, you don't get the you don't get the whole thing back though it's like give me 10 bucks back. I, mean, I it, know. It, it's, I it, I freaking it, I have it set up at my job right now. I have my W4 set up where at the end of the year last most years I get anywhere from $100 to $500 at the end of the year. That's what me and that's what me and my wife have grown to expect because we manage our money where we're getting our fucking money throughout the goddamn year. But then this fucking shit happens. Like, this is the first year I've had to pay into the government. I'm having to pay $300. But guess what? I didn't loan them fucking 300 extra dollars this year. So no, 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 they no. had to wait for me to fucking but, pay them. But the roads, Brent, and the, and the, the police. You know what? And, Fuck the roads. And, I actually and, had a conversation with the, <laughs> about the fucking roads and the police recently, too. With a person that the second that I told them that I was an anarchist, they kind of freaked out a little bit until I explained what a true anarchist is. And if you think anarchist is, oh, go out in the streets and try to th- overthrow the government, that no. That is not fucking anarchy. Anarchy is the lack of government. You don't need the fucking government to do anything. There's not a fucking thing on this goddamn planet that the government can do that is better than the private organ uh, private org- organization except for tax and fucking kill. The mafia can't even fucking extort people as good as the fucking government because the government has the rule of the law. 
What fucking law? The law that they make up? So if the, tomorrow the mafia gets into the fucking government and they say, oh, well, now everybody pays everything into us, and then we'll decide if you need anything back. Oh, well, that's the law now, so that's fine, right? That's the exact same fucking thing. It, there's no difference from the mafia doing it to the fucking government doing it, except you think one of them is fucking legitimate. But I had this conversation. What about the roads? Oh, the roads? Well, think about it. Tomorrow, if Sam's Club, if we if we had no government and Sam's Club decided they wanted to have a big fucking building right here so everyone could buy something, and fucking Best Buy right next to it wanted the exact same thing. Well, guess who's going to build the fucking road to get to there? Oh, well, I don't know. Best Buy and Sam's Club. And then think about it. We're going to want to, we're going to have to get someone to us. Well, you know what? Let's invest with, along with cons and, and, and the mall and, and freaking every other business that's in this fucking city. Let's invest with all of them, pull our money together and actually get a fucking, uh, get s- some infrastructure going so people will actually want to come to our area. Oh, you want to buy a house? Well, guess what? Now the developers have uh, a reason to buy and maintain roads because they want people coming to their houses so that they can buy them. Oh, those that's the fucking road problem guess what you need to get from point a to point b well all of our goods are in are in chicago and we're not and we have stores all the way down in dallas well you know let's build a fucking railroad let's build a fucking uh, road let's do something like that so we can get from city to city in an effective fucking way it could be done by the private companies and it could be done a lot cheaper a lot more effectively and guess what if if any other company on the planet, think about this. If you're going into Sam's Club right now and a fucking out of nowhere something hits you and you end up in a fucking cast, you could sue Sam's Club. And it, they do everything they can to make sure that doesn't happen now. But the federal government, you go on their goddamn roads and you hit a fucking, you hit the something because a tree falls or something in the middle of the road. You hit the tree because it's night and it's not gover- or it's not good. The lighting's not good. Guess what? You're fucking out of pocket. You just got raped. You got hurt and raped in the ass by the government because they're not going to help you out at all. It was their fucking roads that caused the problem. They didn't have adequate lighting, and a fucking tree fell on it, and they didn't do anything about it. But it's you're the one that's taking all the fucking blame now. If anybody else on the planet, if any other business ran their themselves the way of the fucking government, they would be fucking sued. They would they would have nothing left ever. Period. They wouldn't. There would not be a dime left to go to war with all these other fucking countries that we're we're the fucking problem when you think about it there's no reason we should be over in afghanistan or anything i mean we we only went over there overthrew their democratically elected government in iran and whenever they fought back we we got upset with them you know we only did that but you know what it's their fault we we're they're the bad guys but but Brit, I mean, the national security, and I mean, that's national more, security, that's, that's national security. Okay, this this <laughs> is the national security. How about you fucking just come back and put all our fucking troops on our national borders? You know, in our borders. You know, where where we have uh, 
rights to be instead of having a fucking base on every single goddamn fucking country in this goddamn world there's no fucking reason to have 20 goddamn bases right next to fucking iran there's no fucking reason imagine if we took those people brought them back over here and actually put up a little bit of a fence and or not even a fence you know what? i don't even give a fuck about fences i think the borders are fucking so stupid it's not even funny period but imagine if they just came back and we we just worked in the private sector to make sure that people were taken care of. Guess what? There we don't have to worry about terrorism. We're not going to have like you got to think a hundred fucking years ago, Saudi Arabia and all the countries in the a lot of the middle con- east con- middle eastern countries wanted to be governed by the United fucking states. We were the good guys because we didn't fucking do anything. We didn't go over there and cause problems. We didn't go and fight these stupid wars. World War One, we eventually were forced into it. Like we had, we were saying, "No, we're not going to do this." But it, there came a time where we had no other choice. World War Two, we didn't want to do anything part of that. We stayed the fuck out of it for what three fucking years, and then we were attacked. And guess what? At that point, they did the right thing. They went over, they obliterated the fucking competition, they dropped a fucking nuclear bomb, which I am not a fan of nuclear weapons. I I see the point to them, but they did the one thing. They dropped two bombs, it ended the war, and that was it. They pulled out of fucking Japan at that point. They... They said, we will take care of you, we'll give you a little bit of money to help you get back on your feet, I get that you were just part of a bad uh, bad uh, government, we're going to help you get back on your feet, and then we're done, we're out, we're, we're back in the fucking, we're back across the pond, we don't want to deal with this shit anymore. And then over time, it slowly became, oh, well, now we've got to place bases all around the world because of Russia. Well, you know what, let them do their thing. Let Russia do their thing. Just protect us. Just protect our fucking country. How fucking hard would that have been? But no. Now we have to have... We have to send people fucking... God, we're we're in like... Every country in the... Like we have a, probably a base in every country. I think it's 160, with the exception. I think it's 168 bases worldwide. I think that's the number. I mean, do you know how many bases Russia has in in the rest of the world? Probably but, about ten in in allying places really close to them. They probably have ten bases. I mean, do you know how many bases Great Britain has? Hey, guess what? We have we have a, a base in Great Britain. We have a base in China, Vietnam. Well, probably not China anymore, but Vietnam. We have one in uh, South Korea. We have one in Japan, at least one in Japan. We have one in Germany. Guess how many? How, when's the last time you saw a uh, base from one of those countries in our in our country? Well, no. See, what you have to realize is that it's it's the United States' duty to protect. All of its allies who's worldwide. Fucking, who's fucking... Uh, who came up with the bullshit reason that it's our duty? When has it been our fucking duty? There is no fucking duty to it. They just want us to fucking pay all the money so they don't have to. Imagine if tomorrow we quit paying for all the fucking countries in the world's fucking security. Tomorrow there's no more security for any of the other countries just for our fucking country. Guess what? Right there there's a huge part of our budget right back. We no longer have to worry about all spending a hundred what is it? Fifth uh like 
I think there was a couple of million dollars spent on a fucking gas station in Afghanistan. Guess what? Now we're not giving them that money. We we have $15 million for a gas station. You know what? Golden toilet seats in this gas station in Washington, D.C. That's what I fucking want. I want that gas station in the United States so I can go take a fucking piss in a $15 million facility. But it's not even fucking operational over there right now. We're giving aid to Pakistan, to fucking Iraq. We're giving aid to all of these goddamn countries that are fucking fighting against us. I I don't give a fuck. Like you know what? I don't. We're giving aid to Israel, to fucking Israel. They are a developed fucking country. They are a fucking really good developed country. They do a lot of things. Like they've even said we don't need the United States money anymore. But guess what? Hey, no, no, we 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 still got you. Don't worry about it. I mean, if at the end of the day we quit paying for all of these stupid fucking countries and just worried about our own fucking debt, we're we're solved. We no longer have to worry about this bullshit. But no, we we have to protect them. I mean, fuck. Israel has nuclear weapons that it got without the permission of anybody else. They did the thing that they're accusing Iran of doing, but because it's it's Israel, I mean, there's it's not a problem. I mean, it's Israel, so I mean, it's cool that they lied to us and developed a nuclear warhead. I mean, that's completely fine. There's no evidence of uh, Iraq ever trying that. But, you know, we, we, we killed Saddam Hussein. And it, if people would just stop and think and just quit listening to the talking heads and just actually sit there, take five minutes and do a little bit of research, it would go a long way. And uh, whenever you do such research and you kind of do start to come to conclusions and you talk to people about it and you feel like you and you feel like you have you have come to a conclusion that I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound this way, but I kind of feel like where Brent and I are at is the right conclusion. I mean, I'm I want you know what I I could be convinced that I'm in the wrong conclusion. But I will take my time to research the conclusion someone else came to to understand right. why they went to there. If right. if they told me tomorrow that the reason that they believe that Hillary Clinton is the fucking savior of the United of, of the world is because X, Y, and Z, I would go look at. This is what you're saying. Let's let's back up and try to support some facts. Or, or if somebody or someone could legitimately give me an argument as to how is to how Austrian economics do not work and how they are complete and utter bullshit, then I would imagine that my paradigm would probably shift very drastically if I could legitimately see something that would show that. But to this point in my life, this is the thing that makes sense to me. So whenever you're doing this and finding this and discussing it with people, if you have a not popular opinion, prepare for heat. because And don't let it sway you. I actually was having you this know con- what? I was actually having this conversation with Madison the other day cuz she she and I are are very very cohesive on a lot of things politically and we were kind of talking and I, I was kind of just like through the remark and I was like you know cuz whenever she and I like team up on something like whenever we kind of like tag in I feel like we're pretty solid as far as anything we can we can basically kind of get our point across as cordially as nice as possible we're probably kind of shut down bullshit arguments as well um but i was like you know i kind of i kind of think that we're good at this if we you know whenever we do this because occasionally it comes up i mean we did it this weekend and she's 
And she's like, yeah, the only thing is I can't take, I cannot take heat nearly as well as you do. Because the minute somebody starts questioning me and I feel like they're getting pissed off, she's like, I don't, I don't want to be confrontational. I was like, well, okay, I understand that. But that's the important thing. You're going to get heat and don't take it, don't take it personal. Like, and the the one question that uh, the one question that if any of you can answer this to me uh, and give me a legitimate reason to believe in in the way that you do, I will take what you say and I will I I will change. And the one question that I've yet to have answered, um, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier, if you can name me one thing the government can do. Better than the private sector, besides taxing people and murdering people, I I may believe in politics again. <laughs> and, and Frank, I don't know that I could add anything to that. Do you have any any for, further closing words? Because I think that was quite astounding, sir. Um, I'm sorry for all the the cursing. Um, but if you've listened this long, um. You probably know by now, I really don't fucking care. Amen. Good God, what are you doing? Put that down. Try something with more protein. I always use bspodcast.us or facebook.com slash board shenanigans or on our iTunes feed. Also, Stitcher. Now, why did I have my top off for this? Hey, everybody, and my God, is my mic hot. Holy shit. Let me fix this real quick. Good fuckity God.